periodically, we all face that summer, the one where it feels like none of your staff are returning, especially those reliable leaders who have been by your side. What do we do next? This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Go Camp Pro. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for summer camp leaders and directors at gocamp.pro. Do you ever feel like you're spending so much time at the office that you have no time left for camp? With UltraCamp, you can track attendance, manage staff applications, and streamline registration so you'll be back outside in no time. Find out more at ultracampmanagement.com slash campcode. Welcome to the Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. We have created and are dedicated to this podcast because we believe that staff training is one of, if not the most important part of your job as a camp director. Staff training is what prepares your staff to care for their campers, to feel confident in their skills, to do their jobs to the best of their ability, and to learn along the way. A well-thought-out and intentional staff training will help you in more ways than you can imagine, and we need to help each other bring our very best. Before we get going on our discussion, let's do a round of introductions. Beth, will you start us off, please? Absolutely. I'm Beth Allison, co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a camp consultant and trainer, and I'm coming to you today from a very, very snowy Woodstock, Ontario, Canada, where we got dumped on last night again. And I am all about community and really intentional staff training. Thanks, Beth. And Gabrielle. And my name is Gabrielle Rail. I'm one of the camp directors of Camp Oro. Uh, my pronouns are she and her. And Camp Oro is all about creating a positive environment for gender minorities. Thank you, Gabrielle. And I'm Ruby Compton. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm the chief exploration officer for Ruby Outdoors, a friend and supporter of camp in many ways. And I'm calling in today from Nashville, Tennessee, where I am doing a freelance gig, doing some back-end website work for another conference. So it's been very interesting. It's, it's always interesting to see another conference and how they do. This is a conference about education too, so it's extra interesting. And their puppies. Uh, so many exciting things. <laughs> uh, well, today we are going to dive in to talking about the question of what do you do when you lose your dream team? As Beth said at the beginning, this happens with seasonal work and periodically everybody leaves and it may not even be your fault. So today we want to discuss what are some best practices and how we can recover and move forward from that. Beth, will you start us off, please? Of course. Um, as we said, many of us have faced this issue. We work hard to grow our staff, developing them many from the time that they're campers right up to leadership team members. And we've all had those years where it has really been the dream team. But also for most of us, there comes a time when we have to say goodbye to these amazing staff because they go on to do other things outside of camp. And many of us, most of us, heck, probably all of us are just not able to hire them on permanently year round. I think many of us look at losing the dream team as a loss and that it can be scary. We likely had a number of years with these people. And of course, each year things got easier. We got to know each other's strengths and weaknesses so well and worked like a well-oiled machine. Now we may feel like we have to start again from scratch, reteaching, relearning, worrying about things we haven't had to think about for a few summers because the dream team had it down. Instead, I think we need to change our focus to see it as an amazing opportunity. 
Yes, there will be much to learn, but it's likely time to shake things up a bit, review our staffing policies, our procedures, our job descriptions, see what other exciting and different skills new people will bring to the table. Having a brand new team, be it your entire staff or or your leadership team or your supervisory staff, is a great chance to make some changes that you may have wanted to make for years, but you didn't because things were working well with former staff members. Perhaps you had focused on their skill sets and you didn't really dream outside the box. Now is your chance. Without those particular players in the story, how would you like to see staff training for this year? How would you like to shake things up, combine positions, make use of the gifts of, and talents your new people come with? So for me, now is the time to brainstorm, to contact your old dream team and ask what they would have done differently if they were given the chance. What worked? What didn't? And after you've had those conversations, or maybe you got them all together on one call, you can gather your new people, their so-called replacements, either in person or on Zoom, and start getting excited about their plans for the summer. Hear their ideas. Gently push them to think bigger, to dream, to decide how they would like to leave their legacy. Hearing from you that you are super excited for what comes next will go a long way in building their confidence and helping them channel those energies in the right direction. It's about conversations, hearing your new staff's ideas, their feelings, their worries, their concerns, and letting them know you care about them as an individual and about how they themselves want to make camp better for everyone. So check in with your new folks often once they've been hired. Try to have as many online meetups as you can before camp, one-on-ones, pairs, small groups, whatever you got, and build that sense of team, that community, inspire that desire to also make something great together. So that's where I'd start. That's great. And yeah, that reminder of Uh, It's not last year. And just because we had this turnover doesn't mean you have to be a carbon copy of what came before. um, Exactly. Or that, you know, we're going to build something that feels exactly the same. I think a lot of people fall into that pitfall. Right. (laughs) Exactly. But to really go for it, you know, you've got this new chance. And we do tend to get a little nervous. And we think, oh, my gosh, it can never be that good again. It will never be that again. Yeah. But it can be just as great, only different. Hundred percent, awesome, Gabs. What would you add? I think uh, I'll re-echo that. I I do really remember one summer where I was walking from camp to the end of our um, parking lot, and uh, it was the last day of uh, you know staff were heading out, and I was thinking I'm never going to have such a great leadership team as I have had this summer. It's and I in my head I was like it's all downhill hill from here. <laughs> I laugh about it because it was like 10 years ago and, and I've had so many other wonderful leadership team members and um, so many other wonderful teams. And like Beth said, it was, it, it's, it's not that they were, you're not going to get the same, but they, but it it certainly wasn't better or worse. It was just, it was just different. Um, I think also we want to look at the structure that we have within our organization and see if that type of structure that we have, if it's worth keeping or that we need to adjust it for this summer. So if you have certain section heads and maybe staff coordinators or program coordinators, does that structure still fit your organization with the type of people that you have available to you? And I like to always think long-term. And so 
those individuals that are coming in this year most likely will need extra support. And so we might want to change the expectations of certain jobs and because we want them to come back next year so that we can continue building and growing. Um, For me, my goal for this summer is to, as much as possible, try to make sure that um, I don't I don't have a job this summer in the sense of I don't have specific types of responsibility. I could literally do pretty much nothing and everything's going to get taken care of. Now that's not going to be the case. I'll be very transparent. I'm going to be very, very busy, but I'm trying not to set myself up with, oh, okay, I can take care of that if somebody else can't take care of that. So I'm trying to see what alumni members can step in, particularly at the beginning of the summer. That's where you need the most support. The end is nice for um, for uh, maybe having some staff members come in that are alumni to alleviate um, some pressure or give a little bit of time off for staff members that have been there for the whole summer. But I really truly feel that the beginning is where where if you if you had somebody that said I can donate a week of my time, I would plug them into staff training slash the first week or two weeks of camp so that they truly are mentors within the program and then be transparent with our staff members that we care about them, we have a long-term vision uh, for them, and uh, we want people around to help support. And if you don't have that that leadership team, um, alumni support, if if you see we really don't have that, then what kind of staff members can you hire um, that might be experienced like Ruby? It's not a plug for Ruby, but it's, it's literally... What are some, who can you hire within the industry that might be able to come in and, and, and be that support system? But my goal is not to think about myself as I could become, I could be partially the CIT coordinator or I could partially wa- run the waterfront. My goal is to, to not do any of the jobs and make sure I'm bringing in support to help the new staff members that are coming in. That, that's such a smart insight, Gabs. I just want to reinforce that idea of, I think, regardless of who your team is, if you as the person in charge can try to free yourself up from the have to do's, because you know, there's going to be plenty of have to do's that come across your plate as the summer progresses. um, And early on too. (laughs) So think about how you can try to get a lot of those responsibilities, those if this doesn't happen, then you know, camp doesn't go, or the parent gets really upset or whatever if you can get those off your plate, then you are actually more available to pinch in and pinch hit and help out than if you plan from the get-go to be that person. Exactly. And there's there's even things such as oh, a lot of our camps, um, we have to create lists. You know, day camp, sleepover camp, most camps, there's a list creating, you know, necessity that happens. Is there some of these type of um, tasks that need to get done? Are there are there individuals that can have part-time jobs? Maybe they're university students that worked for you in the past that are doing um, summer school. And can they do those lists from home? Is that something that you can outsource outwardly so that the people that are entering into this job were just taking a little bit off of their plate? Now, I'm not saying that they do the list from home and then sent back and then nobody looks over it. No, there's maybe a little Zoom meeting. This is why I've did done. This is why I've done it this way. And they're onboarding that person um, in the process. And so that staff coordinator, activity head, uh, program coordinator can take that list, understand what the method was be- behind it, but save certainly quite a few hours off of their day so that they're learning how to mentor and meet with people and support individuals. Just trying to look at jobs in a different way and trying to 
use people from the outside to help support the team. That's, that's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting this summer. That's so great. And smart for camps to even looking at challenges and staffing as, as everybody is right now. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I want to offer you all a training activity to do with these folks. Um, This may be something you do ahead of time as you're building a new team or something that you do once they're on site. But this is an activity I did with some staff and I, I found it to be really, really helpful and insightful. So I handed everybody on my, my leadership team who are all new leaders to this team and handed them a blank piece of paper and said, I want you to draw your ideal workspace. And I didn't really give them any other specifics, like be as creative or uh, not <laughs> as you are, but I want you to represent and be prepared to talk about your ideal workspace. And I tried to leave it really broad because I wanted to see where they took it and gave them 15, 20 minutes to work on that. And then everybody had a chance to share. And some things to look for as a director who's getting ready to lead this team or manage this team, just differences in perspective, right? So some people drew like a bird's eye view of a desk, whereas other people drew a physical three-dimensional space. Some people drew a map. Some people thought of a physical workspace. Some people drew a more abstract, like this is me and this is what I look like when I'm happy at work. So maybe it, it wasn't a picture of an office or the dock, but it was, it was you know, a, more of a collage kind of representation. I think about too, with technology that we have, you could even assign this as something they do ahead of time and are asked to bring to that first day of leadership training and that it, you could, I mean, TikTok, uh, <laughs> PowerPoint presentations, since those are coming back, who knows what it's going to be, but you could allow for a lot of creativity. But the other thing that I feel like I really got a sense of without specifically asking the question is what do you value? And I think sometimes when we ask that question, people don't really know how to express it or what they say doesn't necessarily align with what they actually value. But when I gave them a really practical, you know, what do you need your workspace to be like for you to be successful at work? They were able to show me and tell me I need quiet or I need socialization or I need music playing or I need a variety or I need a really clear to-do list or deadlines. Like those are the sort of things they were able to say to me, which was so helpful in being able to treat each employee in a way that helps them be successful. So it's a, an activity that doesn't have to take a super long time, but I think is very rich in the insights that can be gained from it. Awesome. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back and share some more ideas. We wouldn't be here today podcasting for you without the support from our sponsor, Ultra Camp. Have you heard that Ultra Camp is offering a free guide titled Five Unique Ways to Connect with Campers Outside of Camp? When you visit ultracampmanagement.com slash camp code, you can download this free guide and find out more about Ultra Camp's powerful tools that put you in control of your information. They automate your billing, create custom reports, manage your hiring process, which includes integrated background checks. They communicate with your customers and donors and um, add in the efficiencies of automation. And you have a platform that you can put to work for you. So uh, Ultra Camp's goal is to provide resources so their clients can spend more time in camp doing what they do best. If this doesn't sound like your registration software, don't you think it should? Visit their website, ultracampmanagement.com slash camp code and set up a time to chat. They look forward to meeting with you. 
Super. All right, we're back talking about ideas for what to do when your dream team is no longer there at camp. Beth, what else would you like to share? If you think these staff members were the dream team, you can bet your other staff know it too. So not only will you be missing these staffers this summer, but the rest of your people will be also. I think it's important to remember that your current staff are probably going to be a little bit sad, a little heartbroken, and likely a lot terrified to have to fill their shoes. I would be reaching out now to your dream team, your so-called dream team from last year, to ask them to help with this transition. Are they willing to offer to meet with the person who has taken over for them, be it in person or online before camp starts, to answer any questions, give any helpful pieces of advice, send encouragement and support? I would, of course, front load with the former dream team, not that you'd necessarily have to because after all, they were on the dream team, so they likely already know this stuff, but they want to be sure to focus the conversation on the new person to steer it all towards this year's staff and not focus on their own past achievements, but to share their excitement and enthusiasm for your new staff member to make the position their own, to change it up, to do what works for them. Maybe they'd be willing to send you a short, sweet little video that you could show to your staff as training begins that highlights their support for everybody, their belief in everybody's gifts and talents, and wishes them an awesome summer. Knowing that they have the support of last year's staff person and the verbal go-ahead that says, you got this, take it and make it your own, can make a huge difference. I would also, as you begin training, acknowledge this loss with your current staff. Tell them you know how much you're going to miss them, but focus on your gratitude for all they've given you and all they've taught you. I had this happen to me a few times over my career. And most of the successful trend, the most, one of the most successful transitions happened when during resource staff training. So before all the counselors arrived at camp, I put together uh, and showed a slideshow presentation at the start of training with photos of these staff members who had moved on from last summer. And I had some great themed music that shared the idea that we were all going to miss them, but that we were so thankful for everything that they had taught us. These former staff members were incredibly special people, and my new resource staff was really feeling the loss and also feeling like they could just never be as amazing. It was important for me and for them to talk about it and be open and honest about our feelings. So after the slideshow, I broke them into smaller groups, and I asked them to decide what specifically they had learned from these former staff members. What had they taught them about working with other staff, working with campers? What made them so unique and amazing? We then got back together in the larger group, debriefed our answers, and decided how we, as the staff of that year, would work to honor the dream team and understand, I never called them this new phrase, <laughs> this phrase in my to my new staff, but how we could acknowledge that they were standing on their shoulders, that they had passed the torch to us. And this was how we were going to put our own stamp on it and take it from here. It was incredibly effective for them to be able to talk about how they were feeling, acknowledge and thank these people, close that chapter, and then know that we would take what we learned and grow from there. So I would, I would like talk about the elephant in the room. That's so, 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 so smart. Awesome. Beth. Thanks so much for sharing that. Gabs, what ideas do you have? I would like to talk about the other elephant in the room, which is um, maybe it wasn't a good year. 
Maybe there's a reason why there's a lot of people not returning. Maybe there's some frustration with management and staff and a bunch of staff decide to leave. We don't know your situation, but just to let you know, it happens to all of us where either it's on good terms or not. And so if, if it, if it was an awkward summer and there's a bunch of people that aren't coming back because of that summer, I think that's really, really important to talk about with this, with this new team. And I would, I would definitely speak um, explicitly with my returning staff within our interview process and acknowledge the things that happened last year. If I needed to take, to take responsibility, take responsibility, but truly through your words and your actions. And then I would talk about the new vision. I would also express that your, that your goal for staff members is always whether they work at camp or not, it's always that they're happy. And that's the bottom line. And I think it's important for for camp directors to let people go when it's time to let them go and support them in that in that journey. And if you can create strong connections with those past staff mem- members, it always helps in those interview processes to say, oh, I spoke to so-and-so and they're getting ready for their next adventure in life, which is blah, blah, blah. So it sort of seems like you've also dealt with even people that aren't returning. And then for new staff members, I would also be very transparent about what happened last summer, give some insight on what happened, what we learned, and how we're shifting for this summer. Um, sometimes, sometimes people don't leave on good terms, but the, the benefit of summer camp, if you, if you do have this benefit of not running all year round, is that a little bit of time can heal a lot. And then just that one or two conversations can make all the difference. But we don't want to ignore if there is any issues that did happen the year before. We don't want to ignore that with our returning staff. And we don't want to pretend like it didn't happen with our new staff because they are going to hear all about it. So if you've already talked about it with them, then we're on solid ground. And, um, you know, we're not perfect and we do make mistakes. uh, But starting a new team with acknowledging the elephant in the room and what the plan is, I think is a really good start to recreating um, that future dream team. Smart, smart, smart. And we've actually recorded another episode about, you know, what to do if your summer has not been great. And I think that's another one to uh, look at. Um, the title is, is something of, along the lines of what if when everything hits the fan or the, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it is, but right. <laughs> uh, go check it out because uh, it's, it's another good one that will provide some support and ideas for moving mm-hmm. forward with your whole team. Um, and I think some good building blocks for talking with your new leaders. Uh, I, I want to speak a little bit from experience. So I worked at a, a day camp that opened an overnight camp while I was in my, my time there as a seasonal staff member. And we kind of had a leadership team that was pretty much the same or kind of the same group of folks the first couple of years I worked there when it was just the day camp. And then when we opened up the overnight camp, there, there was this like leadership gap. We ended up having some people that carried over. We had some people that really didn't want to be working overnight camp. It's a, a very different ball game from day camp, but that we're working overnight camp. And there were just a lot more positions. And so that was my first year stepping into a leadership role. And I remember the person that I got paired with, I remember thinking like, I'm not a very strong staff member. And there was a lot of questions about how, why did this person get picked? And I think that there was some amount of like, they raised their hand and said they were willing. And so they, they did. 
Um, and and I, I can be totally honest that uh, from the perspective of a staff member who was stepping in, I was like, I'm so excited about this leadership role, but I have to work with that guy. <laughs> and I tell you all this now, you're like, gosh, Ruby, you are not talking kindly about this person. But we ended up becoming a really dynamic duo. And I learned a ton from him and gained a ton of, of respect for who he was and what he had to offer um, through that pairing. And so I want you to think about like, what are the teams? And I, I think there's certainly some things that leadership could have done a little differently in that situation to set us more up for success. <laughs> but do think about like, are there some dynamic duos or pairings or ways to split up jobs? Or as Gabs was saying, add support. Um, I just think that that you need to be creative with your people power. Play to strengths, but also don't just fill a position because you've always had this position. Because if you put a person there who people don't believe in and you don't give them the training to kind of set them up for success, it is not going to be a good situation. <laughs> so for as much as we're all sitting and looking at our staffing spreadsheets going, wow, there's some gigantic holes. <laughs> I want to encourage you to not just be so focused on filling in the blocks. And instead, you may have to look at adjusting your program or adjusting how supports are in place. Or, you know, I think about a co-ed camp who may be struggling to find enough male staff and enough female staff. Maybe we're going to run groups with all genders. And in that way, any leader can be the head of that group. And then you're not so concerned about, you know, do I have people that are, uh, do I have boys and do I have girls that are up here in leadership? So there's, there's just a lot of perks to that. So uh, be creative. <laughs> Don't be so caught in, in what you're looking at. And also look at how can you be creative in pairing folks up. And as I've said before, camp directors have this way of seeing potential in folks. You know who the folks are on your staff that really have an opportunity to step up and like be incredible. And I've seen that work really, really well with the correct systems of support. Um, so lots of support, think about dynamic duos, um, and, and consider, consider how you can be creative in your staffing. Awesome. All right. Um, Beth looks like you might have something else to add. I do. Um, now's the time to figure out how you can work with your new team throughout the summer not just at leadership training, to continue to work on their own personal skills as well as their development as a team. What can you add into your day throughout the summer months to ensure you're on top of what they're doing, how they're doing, how they're feeling, and how you can encourage and inspire to get and give the most this summer? Now, I know many of you are listening and saying, Beth, I do not have more time in my day for this. And I'm here to tell you two things. One, <laughs> carving out this time and being intentional about it will save you time in your summer when you actually don't have to put out little fires all the time every single day. And two, you can do it in 10 minutes. 10 minutes will give your staff the attention they need and give you the peace of mind that you deserve. CEDOs, or Continual Development of Skills, is a practice we began after reading Michael Branwine's book, Super Staff Supervision. Every morning after breakfast, my co-director and I would take two or three people on our resource staff and have a 10-minute conversation, one-on-one -on -one with each of them. No more than 10 minutes. Between the two of us, we got through everyone on our resource staff each week. 
It was our way to check in, see what they were working on, what was going well, what wasn't, and then had time to have them give us a goal for the coming week. And this is Michael's idea. They'd write the goal down and sign it, and we'd meet up again, just the two of us, the following week. Of course, they understood that they could come to us anytime, but this was a scheduled set time they knew they were going to be discussing their progress, their work, their ideas, their struggles. And when everybody understood it was only 10 minutes, they learned really quickly to get right to the point. Having them write down their goal and sign it, again, Michael Brandwine's brilliant idea, gave them accountability. The other 10 minutes can come at every staff meeting. And yes, I said every staff meeting. Take 10 minutes, no more, to teach one new skill. It can be a new idea for putting campers to bed so that they go straight to sleep. It can be a new technique for getting people's attention on the bus. It can be some reflection time for staff to stop and think about how they're connecting to fellow staff members and so on. 10 minutes each and every staff meeting. Make a plan so that you have ideas for the summer. Ask other staff to help you teach the 10-minute part of the staff meeting. You don't have to and shouldn't do it all yourself. And of course, sub in any topics that are pertinent to what is happening at camp at the time. 10 minutes, continuous learning. Staff will appreciate the support, the feedback, the opportunity to learn and teach, and it doesn't take a lot of time. You just need to be intentional about it and make sure that it's in your daily schedule. 10 minutes to help you create the new dream team. That's awesome, Beth. And I, I can only echo that idea of teaching new skills in staff meetings. It's uh, I, one of the first times I heard it was from Stephen McGuire and he talked about, okay, how do you find the time to do this? Great. You start number one, final announcements. <laughs> that's, that's what you start your meeting with. Second, 10 minutes of professional development. Two, don't ask if anybody has any questions. Tell them to see you afterwards. Your meeting is done. I was like, it's genius. Yep. <laughs> so, but I, I did that with staff and they do, they're so appreciative. And if you think about a staff meeting, it's all about you saying, I need you to do this and I need you to do this and mm -hmm. I need you to do this. And instead of making just requests from them, give them a tool that they mm -hmm. can play with and, and practice with. It's huge. It makes a huge difference. Awesome. Any other thoughts from you, Gabrielle? Um. I did have thoughts. I'm searching for them. Um, I think I think for me, I think it is about your expectations. Like happiness is based on realistic expectations, and that includes with that includes ourselves. And so we have to have realistic expectations for those staff members for that summer, and and to keep in mind that our goal is to not. It's it's it is a long long term plan where we're trying to build their confidence as well as their skill sets. And we've talked about this so much within this podcast, but to do so, um, you want people to acknowledge um, this new team um, and um, acknowledge them as like wonderful individuals. So if you can give them opportunities to shine in the first couple of days and to have an, op an opportunity to create connections with new staff, returning staff or, or whatever, creating those bonds right from, from the beginning, I think, I think we can be, allow yourself to be pleasantly surprised by what, what can happen with a team um, that you're gifted with this summer. That is a great place to wrap up our conversation. 
And so now it is time to move into the recap, 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 recap. <laughs> I like our, our dance moves there. We're pretty good. <laughs> I had a little bit of dance moves. Okay. So what do we do when we lose our dream team? Well, first things first is that we mourn, we mourn together, we mourn uh, in private, we talk about it. It is so sad. It's so sad. Now, if it's possible, bring some of that dream team back. Maybe it's for a couple of days, maybe it's for a week, maybe it's for a a Zoom call. But either way, if you can keep them connected to your organization because they care about your organization, they can help support that next team. Now, that next team needs to feel confident. So yes, we can also say that um, that team before us was amazing, but allow that past dream team to say, hey, you're amazing too. And this is why I think so, because we're building that confidence and we're building that confidence within that team. You can do a fun exercise um, that Ruby has suggested, draw your ideal workspace. I like that she's talking about success and what does that physically look like, but also like our value systems. Also plan to not work. Now, when we have replacements and maybe we have a young team, we're saying, I'm going to be so busy this summer. Guess what? You are going to be very busy, more busy than you probably can anticipate. Therefore, do not plan that you can take over in running some CIT sessions, LAT sessions, or that you can be running these programs. No, no, no. Try to bring in other people that can do that, alleviate that work. So then you can be the mentor that we need you to be. Um, it is sad when our dream team goes away, but just remember if you keep uh, keep a, the eye on the ball, which is the long game, and that we're there to support our new staff members, they will hopefully pleasantly surprise you. And that's a recap for today. Thank you so much, Gabs. And if you'd like to get involved with the podcast, you can tell us your thoughts on this episode by using the hashtag camp code on social media. You can tell us what topics you'd like for us to discuss, any guests that you recommend we have on the show, any great leadership training tips you have to share. We'd love to hear from you. We are all about sharing in this industry. And speaking of sharing, if you found this podcast to be useful, please leave us a rating and review in your podcasting app of choice. Your feedback helps keep the show going and helps new camp professionals find the the podcast. So please, please, please do that. If you can just take a moment, we really appreciate it when you do. Uh, We'd love for you to be in touch if you have questions about anything we talked about today. So Beth, where can folks find you? Our website is gocamp.pro. You can email me directly at beth at gocamp.pro and I'm on Twitter at Topaz. Thank you. And Gabs? You can follow me at Gabrielle Rail. <laughs> I was like, where can you follow me? <laughs> On Instagram at Gabrielle Rail. Uh, Rail takes two L's. You can also c- contact me at info at waro.com, O-U-A-R-E-A-U.com. Awesome. Thank you. And you can find me on Instagram at Ruby Outdoors and on Twitter at RubyLynn85. For our next podcast, we're going to be talking about mid-season staff training and how to re-motivate your staff at that point. So I'm looking forward to that one. I was I was a big, big proponent of in-service training. So we'll look forward to chatting more on that next week. Our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And we would love to hear some of your most memorable moments or most effective tips. You can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And today's best practice comes from Gabrielle. I am not somebody that uh, remembers to write thank you notes, um, but I am somebody that is very, very grateful. And so one of my friends gave me this tip tip when trying to um, thank my staff members before I come to camp. 
I write their name on a card that's either you made yourself or just construction paper that you've folded in half, but you pre-write everything and it goes with your packing list if you are moving locations or it goes at the front of your home if you're staying at home. And those cards, um, you need to get rid of those cards within whatever your timeline is. Is it three days? Is it seven days? Is it by the end of the two weeks? But this way you can make sure that you're able to one, um, have a personal connection with every single one of your staff members, if that's logical. If it's not, then maybe a little bit lesser group, but a group that you interact with often, that you are looking for something to be grateful uh, for with that person. And if you can't find something that you're grateful for with that person, that means one of two things. One, maybe you haven't spent enough time with that individual. Or two, um, maybe they need a new job. Uh, maybe this is not the right place for them. But either way, it helps me keep check on how I'm connecting with my staff members and also allows me to let them know how um, how proud I am of them or grateful that they are there if they're a new staff member. And for somebody like myself, that is forgetful. Having this physical reminder, non-Excel document where I'm nervous somebody's going to find it, um, but just this physical reminder, um, I, I tend to be able to get it done within the deadline that I, I want to. So write, write all of your staff members' names on a card, have an invisible place within your living area, and set a deadline uh, to write each and every single one of those individuals. Um, and it, And I think it it really does help with building those connections. I love that. I'm, I want to start doing that in life. That was awesome. Thanks for sharing that one, Gabs. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in today. Camp Code is part of the Go Camp Pro podcast network. You can check out all our other podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcasts. There are some amazing people with sage advice, so look them up and give them a listen. For now, for from all of us here at Camp Code, thanks for the listening, friends. Please remember, no other industry shares their best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea you heard on a Go Camp Pro podcast, please be professional and remember to give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Go Camp Pro. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.